How do we create a gentle marketing revolution where you can market your nursing or healthcare business or any business for that matter with authenticity, empathy, and kindness? Let's talk all about it with my dear friend and colleague, Sara Santacroce, on this special bonus episode of The Nurse Keith Show. Hey there, this is Nurse Keith. In these days of the COVID-19 pandemic, I'm still bringing you my monthly pandemic updates at the end of every month. Meanwhile, this podcast continues to be all about you, your personal and professional development, your nursing and healthcare career, and the healthcare system as a whole. And I'm here to share education, ideas, diatribes, and informative interviews with some of the most inspiring people from the worlds of healthcare, nursing, business, entrepreneurship, medicine, and beyond. I love having you along for the ride, whether you're new to the show or you've been on this journey with me for months or years. Thanks for being part of the growing Nurse Keith Nation. And remember that Nurse Keith Coaching is your destination for all things related to your career. Shoot me an email at keith at nursekeith.com. Mention the show. We can schedule a chat and you can even get up 10% off your first coaching package. So I'd love to hear from you. The show notes for this episode will be at nursekeith.com forward slash the word gentle. And... I am welcoming friend of the pod and my dear friend and colleague, Sarah Santa Croce, coming to us from Geneva, Switzerland. And Sarah, you've been on the show before and you were on RNFM radio a bunch of times back in the day. And um, you are a gentle, wonderful soul and you bring a lot to the table. And the first question I have for you, and then we'll get to your bio and all the amazing things you've done and how awesome you are. So. The first question is, what does it mean to do business and marketing in a gentle, empathic, authentic way? Mm. Thanks so much for having me, Keith, and having this beautiful conversation. Sure. Yeah. What does it mean to be gentle? Um, You know, for me, a few years ago, I really thought it meant that I'm actually not meant to be in business because I'm gentle. I just Mm -hmm. saw the business world as being tough and, you know, business is business. And, you know, we have all these sayings that demonstrate nothing uh, about gentleness. So I had to really go on a quest and figure out for myself, well, how can I be gentle and fierce? Because I think it's kind of both and doesn't mean we have to be pushovers, but how can mm-hmm. I be gentle and fierce in business? And to me, it's it's all about the the how, how you present things. And you know, we're gonna be speaking about marketing. How do you market your services that it's a it feels aligned with who you are, it feels aligned with your values and your worldview. Because there, it's a misconception that business has to be tough. That's kind of maybe from the old paradigm, we have this idea, uh, you know, it's kind of a male-driven, uh, testosterone-driven world uh, where it's you know, all these tough business decisions, but we're rewriting the story as we speak. And I think the new way of doing business is 
way more gentle. There's way, way more kindness. There's way more empathy going forward. Uh, that's what we're all craving. And so that's where business is going to happen as well. Wow. You're speaking my language. I think you know that. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you talk about the testosterone-driven business and entrepreneurial world. You know, like not many years ago, it was always about the hustle and about the grind right. and how, you know, we had mm -hmm. to like get out there and, you know, and, and really be aggressive, uh, not even assertive. We had to be aggressive. And, you know, <laughs> I've been in business 10 years and a lot of people would likely say, people from that world would say, I've left a lot of money and opportunity on the table because I've never right. done a sales funnel in my entire career ever. I've never done a like, big special offer or launch. Um, even when I wrote my books, um, <laughs> I never did a squeeze page. If anyone listening knows what a squeeze page is, um, <laughs> I haven't bought Just a think about that word, squeeze right? Squeeze page. Oh my God. <laughs> it's I've, like, what are you squeezing? Yeah, you're squeezing people's um, sense of urgency. Like, oh my God, I have to do this. And exactly. I haven't bought a Facebook ad or anything in, I think, six years. Um, mm. And people would say, I've left money on the table. And I probably have. Um, yeah, but you I'm probably cool. have. I'm cool with it. Um, yeah. So for you, you know, you and I met because you were doing the LinkedIn challenge and you became my LinkedIn mentor and you helped me really <laughs> mm -hmm. up my LinkedIn game. And now I actually coach my clients, my, you know, their nurses mostly on LinkedIn and it's been super right. helpful. And you, you were the inspiration for that. So deep bow of gratitude to you for that. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your story. Like you were somewhat in that world of working in as an entrepreneur in a way that wasn't really resonating with you completely. And you're pretty authentic about that in your new book, which we'll get to. So mm -hmm. tell us about how you started out and when you started having a feeling like, huh, there's a different way to do this. Yeah. So I started uh, my business 12 years ago. And so I was really in this kind of marketing world where, uh, you know, everything was kind of tech related, everything was online, people, there was, you know, it was the beginning days of the names like Amy Porterfield mm -hmm. and Lewis Howes and all these kind of big gurus That's that right. we have gotten to know. And, and so it was like, I really look back and it was like the guru era where, a certain amount of people made it and then everybody else was kind of the followers. And so th these people, and I'm not saying, you know, Amy is a wonderful person. She is. Um, yeah. she, she definitely is. Um, but there was just a bunch of people who came up with these success recipes mm -hmm. for marketing, whatever mm -hmm. marketing it was, it was online courses or building funnels or getting clients you know, the kind of programs I'm talking about. And so it was like, oh, if you want to build an online business, uh, you know, whether you're a nurse or a coach or whatever, if you wanted to be online, you had to figure out this marketing thing in order to be successful. And so you just kind of followed what was out there. And unfortunately, a lot of these um, kind of 
techniques, not all of them were aggressive or manipulative, but a lot of them were. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, it was like cookie cutter stuff. It was Absolutely. like, I made a million dollars and I'll show you how, right. and these are the steps to follow. And then everybody bought the program and they were like, okay, I'm right. going to build your six way. figure business in six months. Exactly. Right. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. And so I, was, you know, starting out, I was like, well, yeah, I want to have a successful business. I want to, you know, be creating an online course. And so you just kind of followed along because you thought that's how it works. That's how you build a business. That's how you, you know, do marketing and not knowing or not maybe also having the confidence. And I see that a lot with my clients now is when you're just starting out or you're two or three or four years in, you just don't have that level of confidence yet where you see the bigger picture and you see that you could actually zoom out and do it your way. You just don't feel confident enough yet to do that because you feel like, well, their way ahead of me. So they must know they are successful. So I must do it their way. So that's kind of what, yeah, where I kind of got into this way of of doing marketing and doing business. And then, yeah, two years ago, everything kind of crumbled. I had my uh, midlife awakening and I was like, Mm. well, either everything is going to break and I can't do it anymore, or I have to find a different way. Wow. I mean, you're talking my story too. You've been in business 12 years. I've been in business more or less 10, almost 11. And then you and I met right around that time, not long after. And then you came on RNFM radio and we were talking about entrepreneurship. And that was the time, like 2010 to 20, I don't know, 15, when Amy Porterfield and Gary Vaynerchuk and all these people came out the four hour work week. And we all were like, oh my gosh, th- this is what we have to do. And, and it, I, mm-hmm. a lot of us, myself included, were tearing our hair out because it was like, all right, so there, they have seven figure businesses, but you know, do I really want to do that? Do I want to do what they do? And do I want to make those videos that seem so, so, I don't know, cringy, um, and I've, I've never made one. <laughs> that did it. So um, just goes to show. So, you know, a lot of the people who listen to the show are healthcare professionals. The large majority, the preponderance are nurses. And I know a lot of nurse entrepreneurs and there's a lot of nurses out there, maybe some listening right now who don't have businesses, but they would like to have either a side hustle where they're making just, you know, maybe an extra $1,000 a month or $500 a month, which is cool. I mean, a lot of nurses like to do that. You just earn a little bit on the side, right? Like saving up for vacation or your kid's college. And then other people want to break out and start a real live business and go full tilt and maybe even quit nursing or the clinical space, right? So for somebody like that, can can you paint a picture of, you know, if you're coming out of healthcare where you're caring for people, right? It's healthcare. Yeah. You're a nurse and you've been taught to nurture and be compassionate and listen, you know, and communicate. So if a nurse is thinking, yeah, I'd like to do business and I'd like to bring my like nursiness, 
my nurseness into business. What would you say, like, where's the bridge? How do you build that connection for someone? Or how does someone build that connection? I think it really starts with awareness and figuring out what market... I I always like to start with the no. So I'm really good at starting with the with you know saying no to the things that just don't work for you. And I think that's where mm-hmm. uh, the nurses need to start, really looking at what's available in terms of marketing or business growing techniques and saying no to the ones where they can just feel it in their body that that is not working for them. And then, okay. then from there, finding what actually does feel good and how they would like to engage with their customers. And and they have all these skills already, right? It starts with empathy, um, really mm-hmm. coming to the ideal client with this idea of looking at the person as a, as a whole being and not just thinking of, you know, them as, you know, money that comes into your business. So I think, I think they all have it there already, but where they get sidetracked, I assume as well, is by the marketing we see out there that is being, you know, that we're being marketed to, but also the courses that are being offered where it's all about, for example, one thing that every marketing program talks about is the problem. We're supposed to address the person's problem. And then uh, there's no problem with that. However, the problem is that we are exaggerating this person's problem. We're really going into like these long descriptions of the person's problem so that we can then say, oh, but I actually have the solution. And, you know, Picture this, envision this, mm-hmm. how you would feel with this new solution that I have. And, and that creates anxiety for the customer because they feel like there's this gigantic mm-hmm. problem. And if they don't buy the solution, they'll never have the perfect life or the, you know, whatever they're wanting. And so that's one of those techniques that I'm. I'm seeing a lot and I'm saying, look, it, it makes sense to address the problem because you're telling your customer, yes, you are aware of the problem and you can solve the problem. So obviously you're going to talk about it, but you know, mm-hmm. don't need to go into shaming the person that they have that problem. Shaming. Frankly, that's what we see a lot. Oh, right? see, yeah, that's, that's the problem. <laughs> right. That's the problem. The shaming, shaming is the problem. Shaming, right? Yeah. Like right before we hopped on Zoom, I had a new client. Well, it was a it was a consult, a complimentary consult, and mm-hmm. we were talking about her nursing career and what has to happen. And you know, she lives here in the United States and needed need some help. And I painted a picture of. Well, first, I really got a deep, deep sense of her situation and. Then I painted a picture for her, like, here are the things that I would do. Like, this is how I approach this situation. And I've had many other nurses in this situation. She's someone who took 10 years off to raise her kids and now is coming back in. And I've worked with a lot of women who've taken time off for to raise their children, sometimes even up to 18 years, and they have to get back right. in. And at the end of all my consults, 
this is what I actually say. I say, here's what I can do. I can't make you any promises other than I'm going to give this my all. I can promise like, you'll have a kick-ass resume. You know, I can promise that. And I, and I can't say you'll have a job within a certain period of time. You'll get a certain number of interviews. And right. I say, you know, I'll give you everything I've got. You've got a sense of who I am. And um, I also tell them you're under no obligation to work with me after today. And there's no pressure. If you want to work with me, awesome. If you want to work with me tomorrow, great. If it's six months from now, great. And if you'd like to vet a few other career coaches, I give them, I actually give them the websites to go check out to see other nurse career coaches. And that's that. And, you know, that's how I sell myself. (laughs) Yeah. And so, so you went from shaming into basically applying no pressure and also not promising results that you can't promise. And that is done so, so often in marketing, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And and, and it's funny that you mentioned that because just yesterday also someone asked me about LinkedIn mentoring. And then I kind of told her, and then she's like, well, I would like to know about tangible results. Mm -hmm. That's the left brain. Our left brain wants tangible results. And I said, to her, I said, hmm, tangible results is not really my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. I uh, work with a gentle approach, uh, n- not aggressive sales techniques. And unfortunately, you can't really measure uh, relationships within the time that we you know, work together. It's very hard to get the results that you probably want. You'll get there, but Gentleness takes time. It takes time to develop this this visibility and the credibility and the relationships that lead to more business. So it's interesting that, yeah, we're, again, we're so used. So this person was just so used to seeing sales pages where it said, uh, after three weeks of working with me, you'll get 10 clients and you'll make this much income. And so she's like, I need tangible results. But then when I explained it to her, she's like, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Oh, so she got it. She uh, was, she actually yeah, resonated yeah. with her. Yeah. And you might've exactly. talked to someone who like, was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Right. And that's fine. You don't want to work with that person anyway. That's fine. Then they're yeah. not ready. And I, I actually mentioned that in that same message. I'm like, I'm happy to recommend you to someone else who, okay. who works more with that approach of saying, you know, you'll get a hundred connections and, and this much clients and, and all of that. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, it's really also kind of we're shifting from making decisions with our left brain to making decisions with our right brain. Hmm. But right now on in this bridge time where we're still going to the left brain and it's like, but that feels like fluffy. Gentleness feels like fluffy. How are we going to yeah. measure that? Right. I need results now. Outcomes. I need money coming in. Yeah. yeah. And you see, you're talking about left, right brain. And that brings me back to nurses. And I think, you know, Mm -hmm. nurses learn a lot of left brain stuff, right? Anatomy, physiology, pathophysiology, pharmacology. And then they learn the task-based stuff of nursing, you know, whether it's like an electronic medical record, 
or research, maybe they're nurse researchers, or they're starting IVs or working on a ventilator or whatever, right? So, but then there's a huge aspect of nursing that's right-brained. And nurses talk about their nurses' intuition. Some people call it their spidey sense, like Spider-Man, where you know a patient's going to crash and there's no no, um, quantifiable information telling you they're going to crash, but you know they're going to. You feel it in your butt, in your- They just feel it. feel it in your- body, you feel it in your gut and you're just like, I know something's wrong. Um, And sometimes other colleagues will look at you like, really? And you're like, yep, I know it. So I've heard a lot of nurses tell that story. So I can see how, and I have seen how nurses want to come into business and they don't necessarily feel comfortable with this left brain aggressive marketing way of being in the world because it's like they have this other side of them they and their right brain not every nurse but many have this very strong right brain and they're creative super super creative and they can think out of the box if they allow themselves to even though we're not taught to do that so you're kind of talking about this paradigm that you could take your, it's called the gentle business revolution, right? Your new book. You can take, did I get that right? Gentle marketing revolution. Gentle marketing. I always say business. The gentle, gen- marketing the gentle business. business revolution is kind of the movement. That's and the I movement. wrote the marketing book that, That's first. where I, yeah. I've conflating yeah. them. Okay. So you can take that model you've created and we're going to talk about it in the second half. And we can superimpose it over any business, like nurse entrepreneurs, doctor entrepreneurs, um, writers, coaches, um, anybody, right? Can't that be used in any form of business if you really want to? Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, I, I truly believe that eventually any kind of business will have to relate with their customers with empathy and kindness. There is just no more way to get business if there's not some kind of connection to mm. the human being because the conscious client you you, you talked about creativity and yeah. and beauty and and things like that that's there's always two sides there's the there's the marketer and there's what we're bringing and mm-hmm. there's the the client right that buys from us right now there's a huge disconnect between what marketing is bringing and what the conscious client wants. The conscious client is way ahead of the marketing. We want to belong to something bigger. We want communities. Mm -hmm. We are way smarter than the marketing is treating us. We're still being treated as if, you know, we're having dial phones and like, you know, like telesummits. It's just, doesn't work anymore. Like there's a disconnect. Mm-hmm. Um, the conscious client wants beauty. And we're not seeing much beauty in the marketing that we're with. It's just all left. Yeah. Tech based. I'm not saying tech is bad. It's just the way we no, present no. it. There's there's hints of this new way of doing things. You you bring it, I bring it, I know other people who do. There's hints. And some of the larger corporations are kind of starting to get it. Um, so when we come back from the break, I'm going to have you read 
a passage from your new book, which is really, really wonderful. I'm almost done with it. Haven't finished it yet. And it's, it's very revealing of your story and your history. You're very vulnerable and authentic in the book, um, which is right up my alley. And it's also very um, directive in its own way in terms of giving us ways to look at ourselves. It, it gives you a pretty deep dive if you're willing to do it. And I've done a number of the exercises from the book and it's really had an impact on me. So when we come back to the break, from the break, we're going to talk about the book, have you read, and then talk a little bit more about, you know, how my audience, who are mostly in healthcare, might be able to take this into their, just kind of take this in and figure out if this is a way they would like to approach perhaps having a business. Definitely. So, yeah. So thanks for being here. And um, we'll be right back with the second half of this bonus episode of The Nurse Keith Show. So now we're going to take a pause for the cause for just a moment. Please consider becoming a patron of The Nurse Keith Show, just like other awesome listeners who value the show so much that they want to give just a little bit each month to support the work we're doing here. When you pledge, you not only get the satisfaction of helping produce and support The Nurse Keith Show, you also get some pretty cool premiums and gifts from yours truly. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash Nurse Keith to read all about it. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Nurse Keith. And if you know someone who could benefit from career coaching with me, please consider referring them. And if they become a paying client, you'll receive credit for an hour of coaching with me. And there's no expiration date on that credit, so you can keep it in your back pocket until you need it most. And remember that you can refer as many people as you like and continue to earn those coaching credits. What an incredible deal. And please head over to nursekeith.com and sign up for my newsletter, which comes out regularly and brings you supportive messages, updates from my blog and my podcast, resources, and all sorts of other stuff. Remember, nursekeith.com, sign up for that newsletter, and you'll also get a free download from me as my gift to you. Anyway, those are my sincere asks today. So now let's dig back into today's topic without further ado. All right, welcome back to the second half of this special bonus episode of the Nurse Keith Show. You're going to want to go to the show notes to nursekeith.com forward slash gentle. And we're talking with my dear friend and friend of the pod, Sarah Santa Croce. And Sarah, um, right before the break, we were talking about how marketing is changing or it has to change because consumers are changing. People want different things. And, you know, like my business, I could be out there selling really aggressively and telling nurses like how they're doing it all wrong and, you know, their resumes are horrible and they're never going to get the job of their dreams. And, you know, I could be out there doing that and I just can't be bothered. Like, that's not my style. And um, like we talked about in the first half, I admitted and you agreed that I've probably left a lot of money on the table over the years. I could have a six or seven figure business right now. And I'm not shy to say I have a five figure business. And you know, that's just the way it is. And I'm, I'm pretty open about money and things like that. I'm not, 
it's that's very 20th century to like be so closed <laughs> about it. So yeah. I'm not I'm not shy and I'm not ashamed. I, I think that's such an important topic as well. And and I mention it in the book about you know defining your own success. I think that's yes. another thing that we're being sold in marketing. You know, you see it with all this wealth signaling. I, I call it wealth signaling. Wealth where signaling. That's yeah, where people people tell you, you know, I made a million dollars with this one webinar thing that I have now defined a process and you need to buy this program and you'll make a million dollars. Or, you know, I made, uh, you know, however much money. It's always about the money that they made, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're thinking, oh, I'm not there yet and I'm such a loser. I'll never get there. My business is way smaller. But that's because we're actually maybe, we haven't actually sat down to define our success. We are just being sold this one way success is defined in society and that is by money. The more money, the better. Right. And that's kind of the mainstream idea of success. But you clearly sat down with that and realized, well, that's not how I define success. I want to have happy clients, for example. And that means that I'm going to be doing marketing in a way that feels good to them. And it also feels good to me. And and so just really getting very clear about how you define success. I think that's so important that it's not always about maximizing and more money. Right, right. And of course, you know, business has always been business. I say since the days of cave people, you know, somebody has a solution to a problem and the other person has a problem and they need the solution. Like one cave person knows how to tan hides that keeps the person warm in the cold weather. One person knows how to make an implement out of bones, right? And they bartered and they each solved a problem for one another. But then once money came along and we stopped bartering our services or products and we were exchanging this symbol money's a symbol it's not it's not actually a thing right it's a symbol and that changed how business is conducted bec- because we're not just trading like my two sheep for your cow like it's not doesn't work that way anymore that would be really right. cool actually i know some people do still barter but the thing is that the nature of the relationship's the same you have a problem i have a way to address your problem right? And it's the way in which we go about telling them that we have a potential solution to their problem. And that's what the gentle marketing revolution is all about, right? That's what your book is about in the movement, the gentle business revolution. It's about you approach the client in a different way with empathy, authenticity, gentleness, compassion, and and love. We can put the word love in there, right? So, you know, it might, people might have sound, it might have sounded strange at first when Subaru first started saying, you know, love is what makes Subaru, like, there's like (laughs) love. And, but that word is starting to be used a little bit. And it's like, huh, it's really interesting. So you have a passage from your book that you offered to read when I put you on the spot about it before we hopped on the microphone. So um, would you like to read to us? and um. 
everybody can sit back and have some warm milk and cookies and listen to you read for a few minutes. That sounds wonderful. Okay. I want some milk and cookies too. Oh my gosh, yeah. Okay, but I'll, I'll read. Yeah. Um, a personal story about getting lost in the online world. About five years ago, I turned 40 and had my midlife awakening. I did some personal work with a therapist. And during one particular session, I told her in tears, it's so darn hard to be different. If I had to sum summarize my experience in business in one word, different would be it. Out of fear of being different or being rejected, I changed who I was and tried to be like everyone else in order to fit in. I started to wear a mask. With that mask on, I was so adaptable and blindly followed the advice of all the big marketing gurus out there. I tried a bit of everything. They told me to sell online webinars, so that's what I did, applying their advice of using urgency and the fear of missing out, feeling like such a fraud while reading their script. They told me they made millions on their latest launch, so I bought their launch system but never implemented it because I couldn't bring myself to schedule four cart closing emails. They told me they made millions, different gurus, same message, with Facebook ads. So I hired a coach to help me with Facebook ads and created a funnel. I'll let you figure out how that one ended. They told me to scale, to hustle, to go big or go home. And the only thing that kept me going was the protection and safety of hiding behind my mask. Because without it, I was completely lost. Without it, I felt a deep existential anxiety. The feeling gave me hot flashes and knots in my stomach and kept me up at night. But in that moment, when I was crying in the ugly leather armchair in my therapist's office, a seed was planted. I was ready to come full circle and do marketing my way. Together, we can reinvent marketing. Like my parents created an alternative way of living together and raising children in a community. More about that in chapter two. We can reinvent marketing together. How? By helping each other find our way back to human-centric marketing that makes us and our clients feel good. Wow. Um, I really need milk and cookies now. Um, <laughs> so you said something at the, towards the beginning of that passage. And I, I read that that's in chapter one, I think, or the introduction. Um, yeah. You said, it's so hard, dar it's so darn hard to be different. And then mm -hmm. you talked about deep existential anxiety, right? Mm -hmm. And we're in the middle of a pandemic right now. So I think most people can relate to deep existential anxiety on many, many levels, politically, societally, um, in terms of our health and our well-being and our very survival. Um, mm -hmm. That's, I mean, that's sort of the, the theme of this last year. We're recording this in January of 2021. Um, but let's, let's go back for a second. It's so darn hard to be different. I can relate to that as a nurse and I can speak to that. But for you, being raised in a commune, basically, or something like commune, in Europe mm -hmm. and, you know, saying that you're sort of a, you're a, a former hippie whose hippie self still comes through in your work now. So what does it mean to you to be 
just to be different in society, whether it's as a marketer or just as a person. And I think a lot of nurses might relate to this. It kind of comes back to what we discussed earlier about, you know, business being a certain way and me being a different way coming from these values of, you know, fairness, equality, everybody has to have the same uh, rights and, and money and whatever. Um, and just feeling like a complete misfit mm-hmm. in this business world. And yet knowing, like my family was very uh, much engaged in, in politics And I knew deep in my heart that that's not the way I was going to make a difference in the world. My sister still is in in politics and she's doing a great job at, you know, making a difference in the world. But I just felt that for me, it's in business, but I just felt like it's just not working. I keep pushing, I keep getting pushback. And so that's what this really meant for me. I'm like, I'm just not fitting in. I'm not you know, wanting to always make more money for what reason or, you know, it just, yeah, it just all didn't fit in. And I can truly say that now I'm starting to see, like you said before, there's seeds planted everywhere that we are completely changing the way we're going to do business going forward. And that doesn't mean that we're not going to make money anymore. Uh, because money is now here to stay. It's it's a symbol or it's an energy. I call it an energy. It's just a way how we interact with each other in order to, you know, be grateful for exchanging our services. That's just what we do. But but it's not going to be this place of, we're not going to come to it from this place of scarcity anymore. I think we're going to realize that once you have this relationship with money in an open way, then there's enough money. And I think, yeah, I, it feels really good seeing these seeds everywhere and knowing that I actually do have a place in business and that it can be done differently. That's, that's wonderful. And I think a lot of nurses can probably relate to this because there's some nurses who are pretty, you know, they, they kind of go with the, the mainstream, like, they, they work in the hospital and that's great. We need nurses in the hospital, right? We need them yeah. taking care of COVID patients and people with heart attacks and, you know, but only about 50 to 55% of nurses in the U.S. work in hospitals, maybe 60, but not more than that. And there's this thing in nursing, and this is away from marketing, but I'm trying to kind of build this bridge between the way you're looking at the world and I look at the world and the nursing and healthcare world. So, you know, if 50, 55% of nurses work in hospitals and the rest work in other realms, and there's this general sense that anything outside the hospital isn't real nursing, like even anything out of like the real sexy things like ED and emergency room and um, ICU isn't real nursing. Like if you work in dialysis or you work in outpatient surgery, that's not really like real nursing, right? Mm. And then if you're a school nurse, you know, um, Mm -hmm. 
you know, God help so you. So there's or, these hierarchies you're it's saying. A, it's like, very hierarchical, like medicine, yeah, you know, yeah. and, you know, like general practice isn't as sexy as, you know, like being a neurosurgeon, right? Um, so there's this reward system in many of our um, structures in our society and get a little esoteric here. I'll bring it back in a second. But there's this reward system for conforming and doing the thing that everyone says is the most important thing, right? Just like those marketers told you the very important things to do in order to make a million dollars or have a launch and make $75,000 in one hour, right? So nurses often feel, and I talk to a lot of nurse misfits, and I'm a nurse misfit. I never worked in the hospital ever. And I was mm -hmm. told that was professional suicide. And I was like, okay. And then I went and worked in a federally qualified health center with um, low-income Latinos in the inner city right out of school. And then I went into home health. And a lot of people are like, you're never going to have a viable career. You know? So, and I just do things backwards anyway. It's just the way I do things. And when people tell me I can't do something, it's usually what I'll go do. It's <laughs> I'll just, do it anyway. It's just yeah. the way no, I do I things. No, but I love this parallel that you just <laughs> drew. And it's true. It's 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 this pressure from society that yeah. we feel like we have to do things a certain way. Yes. And that's, I think, yeah, that's where it doesn't feel good. And so what this is really all about is like giving people permission to do it their way, whether that is your nursing career, your business building, your marketing, just, you know, think differently. And yeah, that can be applied to so many different structures and mm -hmm. systems. I, I, I truly believe that just like we're going to be doing business differently I think that applies to other things as well. Like who knows the healthcare system will definitely change as mm -hmm. well in the next 10 years. So right. yeah, change towards more, more beauty, I think more care, like, mm -hmm. you know, better, but I, I can just tell that people don't get that connection from like doctors and you know, there's no more human connection really on that level mm -hmm. uh, because there's just like always, always squeezing more into less time. Right. Exactly. Right. And there are people out there in healthcare changing the paradigm. Like my friend, Jonathan Fisher, he's, he calls himself the happy heart MD and he's a mm -hmm. clinical cardiologist, but he also teaches mindfulness based stress reduction and mindfulness meditation. Mm, and he talks yeah. about, he's been on my show. He's talked, he talks about the connection between the physical heart and the energetic heart. So mm. he's out there like working with COVID patients, you know, all suited up and everything. And he's teaching people how to like be authentic and drop into their hearts as healthcare providers. Mm. So yeah. Jonathan is one of those people out there who's really like taking the situation and flipping it on its head. And exactly. so he's, he's right up our alley. Like he's right, he's right there and you'd love him. So let's talk about a little bit about, you know, say a nurse wants to go into business and she is feeling it's so darn hard to be different. Like she feels that in her soul, in her bones, like 
She's always felt that way. And she's somewhat of a maverick, but she's afraid because of all the negative feedback you get when you want to be even just a tiny bit different. And she feels that deep existential anxiety, like I want to do things differently. So your book gives, it's not a formula, it's not a promise, but it gives a structure and some, some um, what would you call it, like invitations or permission to explore. Mm -hmm. So what are the first things you want to explore before you even like decide what your business name is or anything? Like where's, where does the, where does the foundation begin? Yeah, it begins within. I, I take the reader through the journey through a labyrinth. And that's kind of this visual where you walk into a, a labyrinth and on the way in there, you really uh, rumble with your story. So mm-hmm. you really go deep into what matters to me, what are my values, what's my story, my worldview. So you rumble with, in order to find out who you really are, because oftentimes we're in this trans, we're in this career trans or this mm-hmm. business trans where we just follow the mainstream and do what everybody else is telling us to do or what they're doing. And so taking us time to really rumble and figuring out, well, who are you really? And how are you different? What makes you different? So that's the, the first step in going inward, inwards and towards the, the center of the labyrinth. Then in the center of the labyrinth, you kind of let this message settle and you really start to rise above the noise. So you're now giving yourself permission to rise and be different and, uh, and really figure out how you can use this difference to, yeah, to your advantage as well. Um, and, and so that's the rising part. And then once you have that, you are then now ready to walk back into the world with that message, with that knowledge. And that's when you start in, in, in the marketing or, or business. That's the third step where you resonate. You now resonate with you know, your ideal clients or maybe for the nurse, you start to find people like you. You start to all of a sudden uh, see all these other people who are doing things differently. Uh, you know, you, you listen to Keith's podcast and then you find friends who think like you. And that gives you the confidence to say, no, but it's okay that I'm doing things differently. I'm not alone. And that gives me, you know, kind of the courage to keep going. Wow. Rumble, rise, and resonate. That's right. Those are the three pillars of the book. And the labyrinth right. is the, the, I love metaphors. So the labyrinth, the metaphor. And why the word rumble? Like that we think about a rumble, like it's either a, a battle or a tussle, right? It, what is that about? The, for me, the rumbling, I first heard it uh, when Brene Brown used it. Oh, yeah. For me, it, it's really kind of this, I hear this like rumbling noise where all the stories start to bubble up. And it's like, you know, oh, if I actually sit still, then I start to hear my own stories oh, and I start to really see, hear I was my thinking own of the self. other way of looking at the word rumble. So it's more about yeah, the inner rumble. Yeah, it's it's your interior rumble. Yes. Oh, see, I was mis 
I was just misreading that. So, mm-hmm. so that's the rumble. And that as you're going into the middle of the lab towards the middle of the labyrinth, the rumble is like, and you ask a lot of questions and there's a lot of blanks like for you to fill in. And it really had, right. it, I, it's really got me thinking about some very basic aspects of not how I live my life, but, but how I've built what I have and what it means to me. And it's really, I'm really thinking really deeply from that first section, actually. I really am. I I think a lot of it for you is probably confirmation, right? And that sometimes feels good as well. It's Mm -hmm. like, oh, I've already been doing that. And then maybe, yeah, some other things where you're like, oh, yeah, that's why that didn't feel good or that's why mm-hmm. I want to do it that way. Yeah. Or I'm still doing something that doesn't feel quite right. Like I need to yeah. tweak something and I'm feeling several of those things in my life, honestly. Mm-hmm. So, and then rise is when you're in the center and you've like, you've gone through the rumbling and you're at this place of like, aha, like you're, you, you have almost the light bulb goes off a little bit in your heart exactly. or your head and you're like, okay. I think I have something here, right? It's it's also, you know, rise. We think of the sunrise. Really, I think you start to shine from within. Like Mm -hmm. I feel it so much for myself. Like this mask is gone Mm -hmm. and you just feel like I'm being myself and I know who I am and I'm not going to be, you know, accepting certain things anymore and, this is just who I am. And so that's where the, the light, the, like it's this rising sun or it's, it's, so it's one, it's rising above the competition. Yes, because you're different, sure. but it's more like you're shining. you know. Yeah. And you're rising out of a place maybe where you were stuck or feeling like yeah. you weren't your authentic self and then resonating. I totally resonate with that because mm-hmm. it's like you meet the people that are your tribe. Like you and I met, 10, 11 years ago. And like, I consider you, you're like part of my tribe. You're like, you know, this person I love who we've never met in person, but we resonate with each other. Right. And so you resonate with people, groups, associations, like part of my tribe is the National Nurses and Business Association. And that's like my, one of my happy places. And I send a lot of nurses there because it's like, it's a family and a community. And when we, when I go to the conference, I'm like, I'm home and it's a really great feeling and I've made awesome friends and I really resonate with the energy created in that organization. Somebody might find a different organization where they resonate more, right? So this all comes before a business plan or a URL or any of that, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that the resonance is is so important because it only happens if we allow ourselves to bring more of the rumbling and the rising into our marketing or into the way we show up or into, you know, how we lead our life and career. Because if we don't, if we just want to go to resonate and that's what a lot of programs teach, it's like, you need to attract your clients. You know, there's all these client attraction programs, but that doesn't work if you don't just first do the, the other stuff. Right. Because how, how are you going to attract clients if, if you don't bring more of you to, uh, you know, your business. And so that's Mm -hmm. where the resonance happens is 
you're resonating not because you're selling them something, that's not resonance, Mm -hmm. but you're resonating because they actually know you, they know your values, they know how, you know, your opinions, they know your Mm -hmm. worldview. And that's where the, the level of the resonance is. You see things similarly. Right. And, and just as we wrap up, I just want to say this also relates to a nurse who's listening right now who doesn't feel resonant with what they're doing out there in the healthcare world. Like it just does not feel right, right? Yeah. They're in the wrong place. They're with the wrong people. They're in the wrong specialty. So a lot of nurses come to me for coaching who just, they feel like something's wrong. They're, right. not, they're not doing their heart's work. And we, they really do need to. And part of what I do with them, honestly, is like we do the rumbling. Like we we look at their values and we and then they start realizing like, oh yeah. They start realizing, huh, this isn't the right place for me. This isn't the right hospital. Or I need to get out of clinical care, patient care completely. And yeah. that's the rising. And then as you resonate, you're like, oh that's where I feel like I can do my heart's work right now. So this actually, your book really does apply far, far beyond business. It applies to career and a lot of other things too. And and it really has had an impact on me and it's really speaking to me. And I'm very sincere in that. And, you know, if people want to find you, I know they go to sarasantacroce.com and it's just like it sounds and it's Sarah with an H and then it's Santa like Santa Claus, and then Croce, like Jim Croce, C-R-O-C-E, sarasantacroce.com. And the gentle marketing revolution, we're launching this episode, I think most likely on the day it's launching on Amazon. So I really do highly, highly recommend it. And it's going to be Kindle. And is there also like a paperback version? Yeah. If everything goes according to plan, uh, then there will be also on the same day, the the paperback. Yes. Right. So I really do recommend anyone read this book, order this book, who is even has just a faint inkling that they might want to do something out there in the world beyond, let's say your nursing career. And you might want to have even a small little side hustle that this will really help you. And I'll tell you that a lot of what's in the book means a lot to could mean a lot to someone well beyond just just business just simply business it can really speak to kind of how you live your life so and sarah you're when on, i had to choose yeah sorry no, go ahead no please when i had to choose a category on amazon i was like well i want to put it in self-help but right. it's also marketing, it's marketing and business, business advice right it's like tough but one. i think that's where we're going it's like this there's going to be an intersection of the both where Mm -hmm. up till now it was either life coaching or it was business coaching. Mm -hmm. But now it's all merging together because we realize we are holistic beings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And your book totally speaks to that. And, you know, and you're also on LinkedIn and you're on uh, Twitter and you're on Facebook. So we'll have all of that in the show notes at nursekeith.com forward slash gentle. So Sarah, this, you know, anytime I have you on a podcast, it's never the last time. So you'll be <laughs> yes. back. Um, so we're just, we're not going to say goodbye, just farewell. And um, you're amazing. And you're, you're just like one of those shining lights out there and you're 
I just, I'm so happy you're part of my tribe. Thanks so much. Thanks, Keith. This has been a pleasure. Well, there you have it. Thanks for listening to this gentle episode of the Nurse Keith Show. And remember, the show notes will be at nursekeith.com forward slash gentle. And I really hope you feel uplifted and empowered. And I hope something here in this conversation with Sarah Santa Croce has really touched you at a really deep level. And if you want to rumble and rise and resonate, you can do that reading her book. And I highly recommend it. And We can also do some career coaching, you and me, if you feel like you need some help from me as well, finding that authentic place in your career. So the Nurse Keith Show is a member of the Health Podcast Network at healthpodcastnetwork.com. It's really the largest and fastest growing collection of really high quality podcasts in healthcare and health and wellness. And you can find Sanjay Gupta, the New England Journal of Medicine, Penn Nursing, and so many more podcasts that are just amazing. And the Nurse Keith Show is adroitly produced by Rob Johnston of 520R Podcasting. And Mark Cappiespeason is our stalwart social media ringmaster. And I'm grateful to Rob and Mark for keeping this ship going in the right direction. Well, be well, dig deep, seek joy, keep in touch. And this is Nurse Keith saying adios till next time from beautiful and sunny Santa Fe, New Mexico. And my wonderful friend, Sarah Santa Croce, saying adieu from Switzerland. Switzerland. Thank you, Sarah. You're the best. And thank you, everyone. And we will catch you on the flip side. Mm-hmm.